death is and exile this, is death. It is a form of exile. There it is. Chaos rules everything around me. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Hello, gentlefolk of the internet. Morning, y'all. Welcome to the <laughs> Kindness Economy, where we talk about doing business from the heart outward. And I'm so excited. Look at that camera position and our mic position. I am so excited right now. The mic position, my the way like this. Be still my AV heart. Every week, the studio oh. tightens up a little bit more. <laughs> so... This week, our our topic this week is the tallest poppy, and this has uh, been coming up a bunch in on Twitter. Um, but we're also going to be talking about doing point to point work on social media, and I have shyness. What? It's 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 real. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to talk about work because work has been popping for me, and as a result, my self care has been slipping. So there's a really big uh, example of physician heal thyself. Um, I'm also going to talk a little bit about the kind of people who I'm working with now in this explosion of people. People are peopling. Yeah, I'm, I'm so fascinated by people. And yeah, I got my own thing to throw in on that whole poppy thing. So how are you? <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> my self-care is slipping. That's <laughs> um, I'm doing okay. Like, I'm still going to the gym on the regular. I have figured out, hey, if I don't have anything immediate in the morning, it's okay to push my start time back an hour and try and get sleep because I've been tracking my sleep. Because you have the science. I have the science watch, the smart watch. And I'm not getting anywhere near enough sleep or as much sleep as I think I should be getting. I'm like, change the phrasing on that because... I don't know if I'm the sort of person that could legit get away with uh, six, six and a half hours sleep or not. But no matter how early I go to bed, I will wake up and my body's like, okay, done now. So I'm sort of going, oh, that's a thing. Um, but you feel okay? Well, I feel no. tired. Okay. So you I'm trying tired. to figure it out if it's my body legit saying, okay, I've had enough, or no, you cannot lay down because there are too many things in the world you have to keep track of. Which is, there's a difference. Right. Yeah, so I'm trying to discern that right now. It's kind of a weird space to be in. Yeah, sometimes data doesn't actually give you answers. <laughs> That's a really good... Uh. That's a bummer sometimes. Yeah. You put all this energy into data and like you're like, I have wait all a minute. This information. And then the data is just like basically mocking you. Yeah. You're like, you, oh, God damn it. Some like some genie in a bottle shit. You're like, oh, okay, oh. thanks. Yeah, now what? Fucker. You got the thing. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah. My fitness is I am still dealing with the shoulder injury. Shoulder. It has been months now. I am trying to just maintain my mental and just sort of focusing on not going crazy that's um, a good place yeah and i'm just starting to do like little exercises where my physical therapist is like you can do this for six seconds Ooh. and i'm like okay shit i was starting with that like 50 second plank thing no 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 you know i didn't know better really like i wasn't given instructions oh. i was told like i i know that there's a position that i can be in that doesn't hurt Okay. 
and I, can, I just stay in that position for as long as possible. But uh, why wouldn't that be the solution? Just that, that, what? Anyway, that is not the solution. No. Dear audience, no. please, please learn from my mistakes. It's not the answer. Um, but I just imagine myself in the future. Um, yeah. As the, you know, the yoked individual I would like to be. Uh, <laughs> but it's not now. It's not now. Just like I'm petting my little paunch and being like, you're okay. I like you. you this is we'll be things, friends. We'll be friends for now. This is where things are right now. This is where you are. That's fine. This is I the love now. you, paunch. This is the now. We'll be friends. Punch, you like draw sunglasses on it, like punch <laughs> from chips. All right, I'm terrible. Uh, that, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, that, yeah, we'll see what kind of faces I draw on it. It's cute. Okay. Mm. <laughs> but in falling off the self-care wagon and just sort of like being stressy about trying to figure out my sleep, um, having more clients now, um, is squeezing my time and that's not a complaint but that's also a oh yeah okay so I have to like cut this routine down a little bit and cut this routine down a little bit also principles of economics say that you know increased demand means you charge charge more, more. Yeah, yes. I'm realizing I'm yes. like, oh okay I think I might that have, is how that works I might have just hit the window yes please where it's like all right that gets kicked up <laughs> yeah just keep increasing your co cost until the audience is like well not the audience here but like but your the, your clientele, the clientele until the people you're coming to they like come the people come the take two <gasps> all right the people coming to you until they start to like balk at the money that you're charging mm -hmm. you just keep going yeah yeah i think that's where i am now because and you don't want like, them to feel like ripped off no and that's my own like issue right. that's a me issue that's a me issue not a them issue but yeah i mean it took a while for me to charge my current rate and was like oh okay and i felt nervous doing it and there were a lot of clients that i actually lost it's like oh no i can't pay that anymore it's like okay and i felt kind of weird for sticking with my guns but now like i quoted my rate to a client who was making an inquiry yesterday and they're like excellent how's next week and i'm like oh shit all right <laughs> And maybe not and until happens. they start to visibly shift, but like, yeah, until but they have to like take a breath, like they don't have to be like, oh, uh, no, just like, <sighs> yeah, that's worth it. You know? Yeah. Just that much. But that, that is, that's an interesting place to be. It's like, oh, okay. Cause I'm so happy that, for you. That getting used to my That's feelings. awesome. But but, and yeah, and now I'm just sort of like, okay, what is what is the minimum viable unit of self-care for me? And how can I do those things? Um, I've been applying an earlier bedtime on purpose, tied into the sleep thing, but also uh, pulling back on social things. There's a party this weekend that I was really excited about and then realized, you know what? I need to have like me time where I'm not, you know, like hip deep in a sea of people. I just... Because, just me and my feelings. Yeah, because I'm working, again, with this increase in people, I am having intimate relationships with people. Oh, yeah. It's like a, it's, it's an a intimate lot of process. emotional labor. 
So that realization, one, the understanding of myself as someone who it does have a strong introversion streak. Like, oh no, I actually should take a step back from peopling for a minute since I am peopling very intensely one-on-one, on-one, 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 like in rapid succession. So that, like, trying to figure out self-care around addressing that is a really big thing for me. The work at home right now for me is that this is the very first day that I don't have, I didn't have to take the kids to school. So I got to wake up at the time that I woke up at two two weeks ago. Mm Mm-hmm. But then I still had that extra hour to take care of putting the studio on and getting us started on time because you're you're too popular. <laughs> and now I got to crunch my time. Oh. <laughs> um, so that is, you know, as you're you're talking, that was sort of like the oh, yeah, like I get to I've I've just started this morning and I was just like, oh, God, this is amazing. Um, and I wanted to share in the home life a story about um I'm doing the workbooks with the children and I have like dry erase, like wipe away and like redo stuff to help them, help them with their awareness around practice and how practice builds skills over time. And like, I'm also just the kind of nerdy parent that I'm like, I, I am so pumped that I have a copy of both of my children trying their first time of drawing a line of all the characters, all the numbers, the big A, little A, all that, st- you know, when they're terrible, when they're just objectively bad. <laughs> and that like a few months from now, we're going to look at this and it's not going to be bad. And be like, look, do you see, this is what a few months of doing something regularly will teach you. How You learn how to do stuff. You start out and you suck and then you do it a bunch and then you suck less, you know? <laughs> and, um... And it, the way that these children are taking on this project is really fascinating to me because one, like Sprague A is just like, yes, I will do the thing. You, you, and it's like, you know, it's like the gold star thing of just like, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Give you know, me. Like, I did three books today. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. You know, like it's just like gold star. <laughs> like he's stoked. The other kid, you cannot... He is just uninterested in tracing the lines that they give you. And that's the game, is tracing the line to get used to doing a specific pattern. And this, the Sprague B is a for sure, just it's such a creative kid. And they're like, man, fuck your lines. But on his solo page, where he has just like the whole page to go, he does this like whole elaborate story of like, these are some space aliens and you can see that shit he's five years old but you can see that shit aliens in space saucers with little domes on the top and little people inside and there's like a whole like little armada of them like six or seven ships and then there's earth and there's like a line of they're going home to saturn and saturn has little rings and that's like what he put on his blank page is the aliens are going home to their planet Saturn from Earth. Okay. And I'm like, bro, you are a beast of creativity. And you're going to you're going to be tracing a lot of lines in your life. So, let's just 
let's just get used to this, huh? There's a lot of shapes that you're going to do over and over and over again, and I need you to get good at them, please. Also, other kid, this Lupa Lupa spaghetti thing that you do on your blank page, bro, come on. You got more than that. You just did a whole, you just did a whole thing. You, you, come on. I know you got more than that. So I just, you know, it, it's just so funny to me, like how completely different this stupid little task can be. Between. Yeah. And in this phase, like, I, I also got them ones that were, like, more age-appropriate for them. Like, the one I got to start with, uh, I think I talked about it last week, that, like, I'm just dropping them in over their head and then I can correct it. And, like, after watching them now with the ones that they actually go through, I'm start that's the pattern I've seen. It's just like, wow. Okay. Individual little humans, thank you for sharing your life with me. I love you. Aww. Aww. Um, is that our segment? Yeah. All right. Yeah. We will be right back. That's button. There That's it is. The button. the button. Segment two. The business. With the buttons. How's your business? Oh. It's overwhelming. It's it's not quite overwhelming, but it's, it's like exciting. It yeah, it's on like this side of overwhelming where I'm like, ooh, ooh, okay. It's, it's like, still invigorating. It hasn't yeah. quite beaten me down. Yeah, it's like oh, I I drink the coffee and then I burn the coffee. Mm. <laughs> Instead of That's drinking exciting. the coffee and then trying to write while vibrating, which is a different experience altogether. Mm. No, it's uh it's been kind of great. Um I have a an onslaught of clients. Um, each situation is wildly different. Um, the like the people as individuals are vastly different from each other, um, which is great because it it keeps me on my toes. Like it's never the same day twice. However, like even though there is this huge variation in what's going on they're all still my people. Like they're, they're people I get along with, they're people I click with on so many different levels. And it's like, it That's doesn't- It's gotta be good for like yeah. this, the bandwidth that it takes to do the work. Yeah, like it doesn't feel like a disconnect because when there is a disconnect, then a lot of the effort goes into the care and maintenance of developing a connection in order to get the work done. And, and maintaining it yeah. the whole time. And then when there's somebody that you vibe with already, it's great because you're just like, hey, this thing. And they're like, right. They, yeah, they hear things differently. Um, they act on things differently. The energy levels are just so different. And it's a relief because there's this notion, um, I guess if you look at it, and I don't, ooh, I don't want to say scarcity viewpoint because there are scarcities in this world and I don't like using that phrase. Oh, um, like that the world is abundant? Like, no, yeah, it's no, not there's, necessarily. There's there are couple, some finite shit in there. Yeah, there's a couple of scarce points. So, like, I'm not going to say that scarcity is a dirty word. No, it's an accurate description of a couple of things. That's cool. Awareness, people. But, Come on. But that sort of awareness that... Uh, I am obligated to take every client that comes my way. 
And that is not the case. Um, so, like, doing the stewarding in order to figure out, like, this is somebody. We work well together. Yes, I will accept this client. To be able to exercise that kind of discretion, it's like, oh. <laughs> That's got to be better than money. That's amazing. <laughs> There's some waving. Like this is like some old church right lady now, thing happening like, right now. It, it is quite the experience to have that. Um, and that is not some, like your ability. Your ability as an individual to say, this is what pleases me in how I choose to structure my work day is not something that is, uh, how do I say it? Like talked about or presented, like a lot of the things in business and developing a business is go big, go fast, go hard, go like accept everything, do everything, dominate all the things. Yeah, I almost feel like the advice I gave earlier was wrong about the where to set the line of like, when they're like, okay. Like, if you're already feeling awesome, just like keep doing it until you continue to feel awesome. Yeah, like if, if resentment creeps in, then it's like, okay. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I don't want the resentment. Yeah, but right now it's awesome. And I'm realizing that that awesome is not directly tied to like domination in that sort of business darwinism sense oh yeah yeah no it's not that it's a connection that i'm relishing enough place that sounds magical it is a like i'm experiencing it and i'm just kind of like oh oh like it i'm digging it um and just to know that they're my people and being okay with that yeah like yeah, the way you screwed up your face, like, rah, rah. like no, like that being okay with my people. I mean, I love my people. Yeah. That's why they're my people. Yeah. So I'm digging on that. That's awesome. So the new thing that I'm doing right now is reestablishing my point to point in social media. And what that means is that you go in to your searches and you will have keywords for whatever you're whatever your bullshit is, has its keywords. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be popular or unpopular keywords, but while doing these searches, you'll figure out what the ones that you actually, your your SEO clout gets you good positioning for and search those ones. So for me, it's uh, when I, I, I started this, I was doing fitness. So I did it again, like yesterday. I was like, oh, I haven't actually done this in almost two years. And when I did it before, it was for fitness. Ah, that's not great. That's okay. I'll do it now. Uh, It was really while I was doing it that I noticed it. And I'm just like, yeah, I did it. I'm doing it now. This is fine. But um, I am realizing that, uh, so I have a parenting brand. Mm Mm-hmm. And for parenting, like for parent and parenting, like there's millions of iterations. I certainly do not with my 275 followers do not have the clout to hit in any there, but I can still search that stuff and see if anything in the top or in the recent um, are conversations that I can participate in. And usually they're not. But when I go queer parenting, 
I'm totally dominating. Anytime I use that hashtag, I dominate that space. Mm. And when I search that space, I find other people using those hashtags and they're people like me. Queer people with children who are doing the thing. Like one of them specifically says in their profile that they're doing this so that the other queer baby queers see us. Uh, and that's a thing for a lot of <coughs> minority groups. But, but I know that there's a specific thing among queer folks. They gotta see us. Because, you know, if you're black or a Pacific Islander or whatever, you come from a family of those people. But queers just like spontaneously erupt in reality. And so like we are pushing our image on we are we are not pushing i wouldn't say pushing i'm presenting myself rather than accepting whatever the media conglomerate world wants to say about me i have an opportunity to say some shit about myself and be around to show kids what what's possible and so i just searched i followed the people that are using the hashtag that have used it in the last couple days, mm. sent them a personal message. It's like four people. Okay. Doesn't take, it took no time. Send them a real, like with emojis and like, I, I, and I care. I want to be their friend. They're cool. Their, their children are beautiful. Um, in, the, in the comment, one of them was like, yes. Oh my God, I'm totally gonna listen to your podcast. And I was like, wow. Hello. I did not expect that. Hello, welcome. That's awesome. Um, but it feels more useful and more, uh, I'll say, sustainable. Like I get likes and follows and da 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 da, but like it feels like these are people that would actually dig my content mm. and are going to stick around. You're people. Yeah. And I need to do that like figure out what the hashtag I need to use with when I post grandma. Cause there's people that just follow me to see or pictures, grandma. to see one picture of an old lady every week. Aww. Like a hella old lady. And not in like a, you know, I mean, I love Batty Winkle and I follow her too. But like not all of us are gonna end up being spokespeople for fucking Lisa Frank in our nineties, you know? Yeah. And so like just seeing a normal old lady doing normal old lady stuff, you know? Um, I gotta figure out the hashtag for her and, and, and just so that, that, that point to point. And when Gary V talks about it, he calls it hand-to-hand -hand combat, but I freaking hate that. Why, why the combat? Why, it does not, it does not, no, I just, that framing is so unhelpful to me, but it's just that point to point. And no one wants to put in the time to go person to person to person to person to person. Like the first time that I do it, I get four whole people. And the next time I do it, you can bet I maybe get one. After the fifth or sixth time, which is the reason why I haven't done it in two years, right? Mm. Is because the, the, the diminishing returns on that behavior goes down fast. So it's really hard to keep up with. But when you start to populate, and then don't shift brands completely. If you start to populate, <laughs> your followership and your following with people that you want to interact with, that's the stuff that makes the social media social. 
So I did that yesterday and it was awesome. <laughs> and it's funny when you hear people talking about stuff and you're like, oh yeah, that thing, I did that thing. And you don't think about how long ago you did it. Maybe, you know, maybe it's been a while for you too. So yeah. the last thing I wanted to touch on for our segment is uh, shyness. And I know it's weird. Um, I want to hear more I'm about this. Because I'm kind of an outgoing person. Yeah. But there's a thing that has always been the case in we're not quite at two years. We'll be at two years at the beginning of October for me for doing social media. And the whole time, even when I was doing the stuff by myself, I was doing talking by myself when I had talking points, yeah. but it did not get to more than like 10, 15 minutes because that's the YouTube standard, right? right? Yeah. I get so nervous with somebody else in the house that's not a part of the show. Really? And you've seen that. When like I I shut the doors partly to isolate the sound yes but also to isolate the humans interesting and and when before when when the studio was in the living room and I didn't quite have that same isolation capacity mm -hmm. it was just like nerve wracking for me huh so I wanted to record the first installment of the new podcast on Monday but Charity was home ah. Uh. And I was like, nope, nope. It's like you were pee shy. It's so much like, I don't actually get pee shy, but it's what I imagine being pee shy would feel like. Yeah. Like it's, I like, just, oh. I'm just like, what? No, don't you, don't you back of house me? You know, I'm like, <laughs> I spent too much time back of house. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with a crew behind me. <laughs> So I just wanted to share that with the dear audience because I, I know I come off as like the, I have all of the gear and I know what it does and burr, 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 burr. I've yeah. spent decades on this microphone. Like, well, that's true in varying capacities. <laughs> and and I should just be honest when I'm being weird. So being kind of weird right now. Huh. And that feels, that feels like a good spot. Is that our good spot? Okay. Round three. Here we go. Here they come spinning out of the turn. It is, yes, the tallest poppy. Yeah. So the more familiar American phrasing would probably be crabs in a basket or crabs, crabs in, in a barrel. Crabs in a barrel. Yeah. Uh, but the idea being that all poppies should be one size. There should be one length. And um, if a poppy sticks up too high... The other poppies are like, man, fuck that poppy. And it's just like a meanness and it, you know. Yeah. Eh, not fun. But it's come up a lot. And it's come up um, partly because, it's come up for me because the ecosystem for my pop culture sort of centers around Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm -hmm. And he just went to Australia. Mm. And this is a phrase out of Australia. So he's been saying it a lot. And um, the people around him have been saying it a lot. And so when that happens, I do a little bit of research. And there was a study that just came out of Canada at the beginning of summer that talked about how this actually impacts women in professional settings. In that it's not just that 
the glass ceiling keeps women down, but once they break through, there's a target on their back mm -hmm. from the people that are still below the glass. And I actually see this all the time with, with Charity and her Twitter wars. Because <clears throat> people will come for her for clout. Yeah. And it's the similar thing when I experienced with, with, when I started to get like hate on TikTok and I was like, oh, this is what being popular means. Just people start to be assholes to you because they think it means something or whatever. And I'm like, oh God, you don't have to be very high up for punching up to start to happen. Mm. Also, I was, maybe I should be nicer to people because I kind of <laughs> do that too. I didn't really think about it. I mean, it's, it is a, I don't want to say it's a natural behavior. Everybody does it, but everybody does do some form of it. That doesn't make it good. Um, doesn't necessarily make it bad either. Because there is value in punching up in certain situations. I like put that out there. Wow. I didn't expect to go down that path. Um, I think when it's in the form of critical or like feedback, speaking truth to power in a sort of way, I get that There's counts a, as punching up. That does count as punching up, but if it's just for the sake of like the drama of the punch. Yeah, no, no. Like if you're there to truly make impact and, and change behavior, you're going to come at it in a different way. That is very true. If you're, you know, if you're speaking truth to power, your tone is different than when you're a troll on the internet. Oh, good God, yeah. Or when you're someone back-channeling um, gossip in your office because one person got promoted over another. And that's sort of what's rooted With the... in this tallest poppy thing in, in at least the study that came out in June. Yes. Um, but there's a lot of different versions of this concept of the, like getting ahead puts a target on your back. It does. And it's, it puts a target on your back at, uh, and or slash. Um, you talked before about the group and the, the primal need of the group. You mm -hmm. need to be part of a group in order to survive. If you get ostracized, the anxiety session, yeah, it is death it is and exile this, is death. It is a form of exile. Oh, it sits you like out here while everybody else is hanging out back over here. You can't see my hands. Why am I doing that? But like you're hanging out back over here and everyone else is over like this way. You're yeah. It is a form of ostracization. Ostracizing. Yes. It is a type of ostracizing. Um, we speak English. Mish. Occasionally. I mean, yeah. I'm super ish about my English, honestly. Yeah. But that, that anxiety around it, I think that that whole us versus them or them versus me. Mm. Yes. Like, yeah, I'm feeling queasy just thinking about that. Yeah. And that, that reaction is sincere. It's real. It's rooted in some real life experiences. Mm-hmm. In the United States, it's really more thought more of as crabs in a basket. So I don't, I don't think of it as like, um, like a corporate environment. I think of it as more like the kids from the neighborhood mm -hmm. and everything, every little thing 
is so life or death. Yes. Any little about, you know, and it, it's... I mean, I'm thinking about when I was little and I, I joked with somebody that I was raised to run. I was raised to flee my hometown. And anything that happened in my social group or with my peers that I wanted to participate in, sometimes I really did like hear from other people like teachers, administrators, not so much from my parents. They were focused on other things, but uh, there was like, don't let, don't let them pull you down. Don't let them hold you back. They're being crabs. And I'm like, oh, well, like they're, you are on the path to getting out of here. Don't let them dissuade you from that. Oh, okay, that's a thing. But yeah, not corporate at all, but very real. Yeah, the crabs got me in high school, for mm. sure. <clears throat> I was like on track to do, I was doing very well coming out of eighth grade. And I was just like, no, I think, um, I think smoking pot for the rest of high school is probably the best plan. I mean, I mean, as far as like, I, I didn't, I didn't feel like high school had a lot to, to offer me. Yeah. Um, so I'm not entirely mad at myself, but there is a certain amount of, um, it's coming from a place of insecurity. Mm, it is. It is such it is. a deep rejection to some folks when others get ahead. It is that the the implied negative inverse of somebody doing a thing when you're coming from a place of scarcity and insecurity like all you hear is the oh you did this but i didn't you're good for you but i fucking didn't also fuck you yeah so there is that it's i see where it's coming from and i so remember being in that place i it sucks yeah um and i'm mostly just trying to raise my children to not grow up to be those humans but at the same time i do try to get them to not brag you know i don't want them using the things that they have and weaponizing them that there's a that's like, a distinction there's an, a way that Keeping up with the Joneses is a cultural phenomenon because people are like, oh, I got this and oh, I got that. And nobody wants to say, oh, I'm tens of thousands of dollars in debt. You know, that that backside conversation, they don't talk about that. That is part of it as well. Um, and so uh, people are, people I, in a lot of cases, I feel like are playing this like paper mache show off game. We're like, they have stuff, but nobody really understands the cost of any of those things. Tell me about it. And that really just gets back to the very, <laughs> very beginning of the, the show of just the like external, externalities. Externalities hit up every single part of our society, including how we live our lives. We've externalized the accountability to all kinds of shit. We've become entitled pieces of shit. And we're like, that's eh, fine. Just whatever. I don't want to think ahead about the the consequences of what is happening either in the, the the reality of people going into debt or the reality of getting new things even if you can afford it the environmental impact of that behavior mm. just like not paying attention to the consequences 
And when you then are trying to balance the, you know, do you weaponize these nice things? No. Be proud of the things that you have. Part of that pride in the things that you have is awareness of what it took to get it. And if, if it's luck and more power to you, congratulations if it's luck. Mm. But luck can be sketchy. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, you can feel it in your body when you get something not on merit. And I'm somebody who has, you know, nice bone structure. Like pretty privilege is real and I have a nice face. I have never been homeless and I have never had to, I've never been unemployed for more than a week. People say yes to me. I can always get housing and a job. It's super easy. It's nerve wracking. The turnover on some of those jobs for a while there was fucking impressive. Because I had no one, because, you know, you got a pretty face. Very few people will hold you accountable to the reality of your fucking behavior for a while. And it feels like you're blindsided all of a sudden. Even though you've just been behaving like a dipshit and no one told nobody you that. Nobody told just you. Just nobody fucking told you you were behaving like a dipshit. Yeah, you got something in your teeth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 20s was a rough ride. Oh, the thing that I've seen... And it kind of dawned on me when I was reading the article specifically, because when you brought up the topic, my first thought was crabs in a barrel, just because of my background and everything. So when I started looking up uh, tall poppy, it is like an Australian saying. Very, that yeah. It's very, it's socially, it's part of their social makeup down there. Um, because um, you did more research than I did because I had to set up the studio. Please continue. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> no, it's um, because, and the, the reason I saw listed in several of the things that I read was that Australia started out as a penal colony. Right. These are people that are skeptical of success as defined by some merit based, you know, oh. merit give, mer- not merit, like merit granting. Like the authoritarian and, yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, 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 fuck your success. So socially... We don't need no stinking badges. Uh, yeah, socially, there's a sort of like, oh, no, like distrust, mistrust. That makes sense. Of success. Not to say that that doesn't exist anywhere else, because it does. Right. But there is that, that root there. The um, study that I saw said that the behavior, or the phrasing was primarily used in Australia, Canada, and Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Because of that background, um, it's rooted in social, the social structure, but it also is hella prevalent in corporate structure down there. Right. And because of that, it's prevalent enough that, I can't remember which ministry freaked out about it but basically saying like you all being such sniping shit lords i mean they didn't say sniping shit lords, i mean obviously but... you wouldn't say sniping shit lords but i appreciate the phrasing so much you got my bottom lip for that okay <laughs> but no like if you all weren't such sniping shit lords do you know how much productivity we would have gained as an instant like... ah because dollars. people are hey 
hit them where it hurts. They're getting hit where it hurts. Pride will knock you the fuck down. Pride will injure you. Um, so yeah, there's a tremendous amount of lost productivity of people saying, fuck this noise and going to other institutions. And then like the cost of that void oh, in the, the business office, oh, yeah. the cost of bringing someone up to speed in their new workplace because they're like, fuck that noise, fuck that noise. It's interesting. And it is real. I've been reading um, Full Metal Alchemist, and the they have they they go into um, the seven deadly sins as like individual characters throughout the thing, and similarly to uh, Sandman, but mm -hmm. you know, Japanese. And um, the thing that I like just read is like, like pride is actually good to a point, mm. you know. Sloth is actually good to a point. To a point. All that stuff. Envy is even good to a point. It's a tool. They're it, all tools. It's just a matter of like when you, are you using the tool or are you letting it hit you in the fucking head? I mean, like the thing that dawned on me when I was reading the article was about like when I talk about motivation and getting people motivated to take action on their behalf in order to evaluate the things in their space in order to set up a system that works for them in their home or their life or their workplace or wherever is in the cycle of behaviors that generate lasting change in a person's life. There is a point where you have to acknowledge what you've done and ideally celebrate any successes you've had. Now, if you're in an environment that is dealing with tall poppy syndrome, there's going to be tremendous hesitation to do that celebration. The reason you want to do the celebration is because you want the positive feedback, positive reinforcement for the behavior that is trying to drive the change. So if you short circuit that and don't acknowledge, celebrate, lift up the things that are making it possible for you to enact meaningful change, you're gonna be stuck. At least you're not gonna be able to move as quickly. You can't reinforce that positive. No, no, you can't. You're robbed of that. Which is kind of fucked up when you think about it. It's shitty. That's gotta be shitty. It is. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm such a cheerful one. It's okay. <laughs> well, so the goal is let people grow, you know? Mm. Don't clip, don't, don't be sniping shitheads. <laughs> the backbiting, folks. No. Uh, so, yeah. Coming from a place to be able to enjoy your own successes and the successes of the people around you. Yes. In the future. For the kindest economy, please be nice. Be kind. Be kind. Uh, if you have stories about tall poppy syndrome and your reality or stories about crabs in a basket stuff yeah i would love to hear those that would be awesome the email I know we're not the only ones i know right we would totally share that Ugh. the email is kindnessecon at gmail.com yes the website is kindnessecon at dot and again the website is kindnessecon.com like i know we live in the future with the internet and you can find me <laughs> on social media, Rebecca Oliveira, at Bonus Parent Baba for 
Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of the things. Yes, and you can find me at, uh, oh yeah, my name. My name is Courtney, Courtney King, and you can find me at C King Solutions. That is the letter C, K-I-N-G, yes, it is a pun, solutions.com. <laughs> um, and that is our show. Please take excellent care of yourself and the people and the world around you. Please do. Be kind. Motherfuckers, please be kind. <laughs> I will see you in the future. Welcome back. From the top. Gentle folk of the internet. Oh, that's a much better sound wave. I like that way better. <laughs> um, I am going to shuffle, shuffle these cards. cards. All right, we're going to do this. Go for it. Ooh, ooh. Oh, God, I love your nail color. Thank you. Uh, oh. Interference. Hello. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. I love this card game. I love this card game. So this is totally an air card because we've got birds all over it. And oh, our topic today is the tallest poppy. <laughs> Eight of air is interference. Correspondences are Jupiter and Gemini. The keywords, positive, restlessness, being driven, multiple interests, too many choices, nervousness, mania, inability to concentrate. Have they been in my head the past week? Negatives, procrastination, being trapped by preconceived notions, unable to accept advice from others. Whew. Meaning, we, cannot, we simply cannot stay on one task. Instead, we are pulled in multiple directions, and in the end, very little gets accomplished. These distractions may not always come from within but from people who feel destined to offer unsolicited advice, destined to do it. Exploring the card. The card shows a hawk harried by a group of eight crows that dive down to distract it and draw off its prey and out of their territory. The purpose of the hunter gets sidelined as he has to avoid his attackers. Wow. I know, right? That's perfect. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to get into this. <laughs>